Wow. What is up, guys? Thursday night. Feels like it's been a while. It has been a while. Um, had to take last week off. Had a little bit of a bout with, uh, shoot, just being exhausted from getting the vaccine. Um, so, you know, it was my second shot, but happy to have it done. And, um, you know, uh, excited to be here tonight. Chappy, Chaps Fantasy Chat, Thursday nights at 8. Um, really was kind of didn't wasn't sure which direction I was gonna go um, tonight. What kind of wanted to talk some football, but definitely felt the need to talk baseball. It is very exciting right now. Um, you know, in the baseball world, there's a lot of things going on, and you know, I just think that um, it, it's it's one of those things that um, I really enjoy talking about. So I hope uh, you enjoy the content tonight, and as always. Um, t- any questions you got, type them in, um, Facebook, Twitter, any of that stuff, you can get a hold of me. So Chaps Fantasy Chat, you can find me on Facebook. I'm Chaps Fantasy Sports Group. iLogic Media is the, uh, the medium and Draft for Upside is the group. So make sure and, um, support the group. And, you know, if you, if you like it, give me a follow, give me a like, give me a subscribe. Um, I sure do appreciate it. So, so you know, um, I think we've been pretty successful uh, with, um, you know, just identifying talent and, you know, getting these guys like two steps before they break out and everybody wants them. So my theory is always what that of um, I'd rather spend a dollar in fad this week as opposed to wait a week and a half to uh, see what a player does and then have to spend – you know, $150 a year fab, right? That's always my approach when I'm going through this. So, um, you know, some of these guys, they don't look like, um, well, they look like frogs. Um, but, you know, sometimes you got to you gotta rub them off, give them clean, then you kiss them, they turn into a princess, you know. Um, that's, that's what we're going to talk about a little bit tonight. But before we get to those guys, I'm going to do that at the end. I think it's important to go through and just kind of, you know, baseball's fun. This is about... The quote from Bull Durham, this game's fun. It's supposed to be fun. Um, it, you know, always kind of rings true, I think, when when we're talking about baseball. So uh, I want to talk about some fun things, just some interesting off-topic, maybe not as discussed uh, stuff, but then I want to get into, um, you know, s- some some bigger news. And then we'll we'll talk about tonight some, some guys that you really should be keeping an eye on as far as, um, you know, could be a couple weeks down the road, a coveted hot commodity. Um, just for instance, you know, last time we met, I was talking about Jesus Aguilar. I was talking about David Peralta. Both of those guys were widely available on um, waivers. And look at them now. They've both totally gone off. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm going to be 100% accurate on this stuff. You can't be, um, especially when you're using this strategy uh but what i am trying to say is is you can get it to where um if you are really disciplined in what you're looking at um you can get it to where you could be pretty confident that within that two week time frame um you can know whether this player is worth going to be worth hanging on to or you need to cut bait and go to the next guy uh so we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight again at the end but i want to go through some some fun stuff is what I have it listed as. Uh, first off, how about who? Oscar Noah. What a mouthful, right? But it looks like this kid 
Yeah, I watched him yesterday against the Cubs. Now, <laughs> I put on here. I watched him yesterday against the MHA, MHS Junior Varsity team. It wasn't. It was the Cubs. Um, they just play like the MHS Junior. Short out. Shout out to Morgantown High School. Junior varsity, not the varsity. Um, <laughs> that, but anyway, th this kid now, he's he's done it pretty consistently the last three or four outings. Um, he's doing it with really good stuff, electric stuff. Um, he, he he profiles a uh, a fastball that's in the 95th percentile and uh, baseball savant averaging 96.7 miles per hour. And, you know, at just 22 years old, he looks to have earned himself some playing time um, just further than a starter, too. So, you know, keep your eye on this kid, this Noah kid. Again, at 22 years old, with the stuff that he has, it seems as though he's jumped the likes of Kyle Wright, the likes of um, Kyle Muller, the, uh, you know, some of these other guys, um, Tiki Tuki Tassant, that have just not lived up to billing thus far. Uh, so if he's out there and he's available, he's certainly someone that I would uh, take a chance on. I'm usually a hitting guy, uh, but this year I, I've really, really paid a lot of attention to these pitchers. There's so many of them. And at this time of the year, now's when you have the opportunity to build depth in your pitching staff. You just have to pay attention to it, and you just have to be vigilant. I'll give a pitcher one bad start. But I'm not going to give him two or three. Now, if you got a top tier guy, that's a little bit different. I'm talking about you think Dane Dunning is going to have a good. I think Dane Dunning is going to have a good year. He didn't do so great his last time out. Um, he's on a shorter leash because, it, you know, um, I just don't fully trust his stuff yet. As compared to if Max Scherzer gets lit up as he did this week, um, I. I, I I know that next time it's more than likely not going to be that way. There's a 10, 12 strikeout performance coming around the corner soon. So, you know, uh, Hino is one of those guys that I'm definitely adding to my watch list, and we'll go from there moving forward, seeing how he does. How about San Francisco, guys? Um, as of last night, tied for the lead in the NL West with the defending World Series champions. Um, this is a team that really, uh, you want to talk about taking um, broken pieces and turning them into working elements. The, the San Francisco Giants do this better than anyone. Um, this year, you know, Evan Longoria looks like he's fully healthy again. Um, he's bat 304, four homers, 13 runs, 12 RBIs. Uh, you know, a 3,100 season seems to be a fairly reasonable ask for me as far as as Longoria can stay healthy. But make no mistake, the reason why the Giants have been so good thus far is their pitching staff. And you want to talk about a, a heap of refurbs. Aaron Sanchez, Dee Sclafini, Kevin Gosman, and Alex Wood are all throwaways. For most of them, from multiple teams, right? So, you know, the thing about all those guys, all of their ERAs are under 
They all have better, except for Sanchez, than a 9.0K per nine rate, which is kind of what I consider the, the threshold. So all of those guys are desirable pitchers. And, you know, when you have the when you have that type of pitching and you play good defense behind them, these Giants could be pesky. They could be really pesky for a long time. Not just for the Dodgers, for anyone. If they sneak into the playoffs, they could be a tough team to beat. <laughs> Durf, I see you watching. You say Kikuchi sitting on my bench tonight after three terrible performances. There's a seven-inning one-hitter. <laughs> you can't make this up. But, you know, he looked good, located his stuff tonight. Houston had been playing better. So it was really good seeing him get that um, – get his groove back a little bit. Um, could be one to watch. He's probably out there on a lot of waiver wires. He's probably dropped – I actually dropped him in one of my leagues. Um, I've kept him in my home league just because we have bigger benches. Um, so so I like Kikuchi. I've liked him for the last couple years. He's a little bit inconsistent. Um, but I feel like he's one of those guys. <laughs> hey, Tom Riffon, good to see you, brother. Long time no see, man. Draft night. Come back at 10. We're going to be talking draft. Um, you know, just a quick thought while Tom's here. It's got to be Najee Harris for the Steelers tonight. I've heard this talk about Kyle Trask. I've heard some talk about the uh, the tackle from Oklahoma State. I really don't see that being a feasible option. Um, if if you're talking about wanting to compete with Ben Roethlisberger for two more years near the Pittsburgh Steelers, no player in this draft makes more sense than Najee Harris. Uh, he he's uh, one of those backs who is is has good hands out of the backfield, has um, the ability to punish defenders will not go down voluntarily or easily. Um, I really think that if you have to trade up to get Najee Harris, you have to trade up to get him. Um, I am not a big believer in Travis Etienne. I feel like that is a significant drop-off, and Etienne's almost more of a Anthony McFarlane type of player, which they already have. So if it's not ETN, for whatever reason, I think it has to be the, the kid from North Carolina as our second choice. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. It might be a late night before we see that pick. Back to baseball, though. I just wanted to give you a quick spiel there, Tom. Good to see you, brother. Hope you're doing well. Hope you stick around all show. Hope you come back at 10. Here's a thought. George Springer came back last night. He still got my Blue Jay stuff on. I've said it, you know. Uh, I'm 46 years old. I'm a, I'm a faithful husband. Been a loyal friend. Um, faithful worker, uh, a loyal worker. Um, I, I, after 46 years on this earth, probably about 30 of them spent as Cubs fan. We've decided to just be friends. <laughs> We've decided to see other people. 
And, and, and you know, I, I say it jokingly. It, it's one of those things. That's why I love fantasy baseball because you can really kind of um, cheer for who you got, right? So I got Vladdy Guerrero in, um, in my home league. So I've really kind of embraced the year that he's had, rightfully so, right? I uh, called him the MVP in my preseason show. It's working out pretty good. But um, all that aside, um, you know, you guys have seen me all the time. I have my Angels shirt on, you know, last week or two weeks ago. I've had a Pirates shirt on. Um, heck, I even wore my Cubs shirts a couple times. I'm just seeing different people. You know, having fun. Um, but but so anyway, back on point. Sorry to veer. Um, George Springer returning to the lineup is interesting to me. Um, certainly his leadership would be a welcome addition. I wonder though, what happens with the playing time of those guys? Because all of a sudden, all of a sudden, someone's going to get squeezed out of that lineup. And I'm not sure who it is. So Springer's definitely going to play center field. No doubt about it, right? So that leaves, you have, um, Teoscar Hernandez is going to come back soon. He had some COVID-19 issues. Um, that's been like a week and a half ago now. He, I think, is eligible to come off of the 10-day blah, 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 any day. Um, whether or not he's ready, we'll see. But within the next week or so, I would say Teoscar Hernandez will be back and able to play. So he's got to play. Um, I'm guessing DH for Teoscar. So that leaves... Randall Gritchick, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., um, Kevin Biggio, for in essence, two spots. And, you know, I guess you could even throw, in some regards, you could even throw Marcus Semyon in there as well, right? Because Biggio could play second and he could play some third. So, what, what's going to happen there is, you know, if you think about it, because it really comes down to who's got the hot bat. Lourdes Gurriel is a legit all-star player. He's a notorious slow starter. So, you know, I, I didn't talk about him this week, but we're getting to that point with Lourdes Gurriel. If, if he gets dropped, you need to pick him up. I'm just not sure who gets squeezed. I, Randall Gritchick, you would think, as well as he has played, has to stay in the lineup. So here's the comp, right? Assuming that Biggio plays second or third, assuming that Simeon plays the other, you have one spot for Gritchick or Gurriel. The last six days. Gurriel's four for 24 with zero homers, zero runs, and an RBI. The last six days, Gritchick is seven of 25 with three homers, four runs, and six RBIs. Now, this doesn't become a huge issue until Teoscar Hernandez comes back. But look for Lourdes Gurriel to start picking up the pace, knowing. The competition for playing time is peeking at him. Squarely in the face. I look for Gurriel to pick it up big time, guys. I really do. 
And I like Gritchick. I have him in one of my leagues. He's been great. Um, I, I still think they find a way to get him playing time. But, you know, Gurriel has to pick it up. Here's a late ad. How about Nick Solak? Nick Solak might be the best second baseman in the majors. Seems a little much. Well, he leads the position in batting average. At 319, Ty Francis second at 301. He leads an OBP, 404, Ty Francis 394. He leads in slug percentage at 582. Ryan McMahon is 576. And his OBP, you down with OBP? Well, Solak is. It's a whopping 986. Next is Jazz Chisholm at 926. He scored more runs than anyone else at the position, and he's second in homers with seven. Solak has quietly become an all-star down there in Texas, and nobody watches him. I love West Coast baseball. I talk about it all the time. I know. Nick Solak's a gem, guys, and he deserves your attention. If you can get Nick Zolak as a throw-in on a trade, I suggest you do it. Talked a little bit about San Francisco earlier. Here's a move to make. Go out and pick up Mike Talkman. I guarantee you he's available. Got traded to San Francisco. I love this move for the Giants. He's going to play every day there. He's hitting low in the lineup right now, but he's hitting. Got three hits in his first night. So I look for him to move up the batting order pretty quickly there. And let's be honest. San Francisco's great at taking these guys on. And turning them into their best version of themselves. Topman's just going to be the next edition of that. I think this is sneaky. This is a sneaky move, regardless of whether you need him on your benches or a, you know, a last position player on your on your um, rotisserie team. You're looking at a guy here who could hit 270 with 20 homers, 70 runs and 75 RBIs fairly easily. In this lineup. Talkman was a good hitter to begin with. It's really hard, though, when you're only playing once or twice a week to get any sort of form of consistency. I think Talkman gets it in San Francisco. The next guy. I, 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 I talked about him two weeks ago. And I've always been a Jesus Aguilar fan. I, and and I, I wish I was good enough in video editing, editing the, to get that clip um, because I talked about his, the home run hitting was going to come. It was just a matter of time. And boy, has it come. He said six homers in his last five games. 
excuse me, five homers in his last six games. He's got 11 RBIs and a 1385 OPS over that time period. I love Jesus Aguilar in this lineup. And, you know, Miami's kind of another one of those teams that they know what they want. If you fit in with what they're trying to do, you fit in. And he is their everyday first baseman now. And I look for him to have the type of year he had back in 20 thought I wrote it down 2018, whatever it was, um, where, you know, he hit 35 homers and he drove in 108 runs. I think he could do that again. And I know that's a lot. I know it's a big difference going from Miller Park to um, whatever it is in Miami. Um, I, I know that that field is more of a pitcher's field, but it doesn't matter. Aguilar has that kind of power. He can hit 35 homers in any environment. Um, and he's going to hit for a pretty good average. So, so Jesus Aguilar is another one. Like I said, I told you two weeks ago to pick him up. If you haven't, and um, he's still out there by some miracle, God, please do yourself a, go, a favor and go grab him. Um, you know, when, when you look at – so I like getting into the numbers a little bit. When you look at baseball savant, the, he's been pretty consistent hitting the fastball. He hit 311 against the fastball last year. He's hitting 300 against it this year. The biggest difference between last year and this year, though, is his numbers against the curve. Last year he hit 245 against the curve. This year he's hitting 389. He already has more homers off of the hook than he did last year. He's got two. He had one last year. And, you know, there's a lot to be said for having some confidence. There's a lot to be said for liking the people and the environment around you. I think it's pretty clear that that's the case with uh, Aguilar in, in South Florida. Um, big year out of Jesus. Um, you know, this is a crazy year already. Look at what the Boston Red Sox are doing. Um, you know, if I'd have told you at the beginning of the year that Boston was going to be the clear-cut leading candidate in the NL, or excuse me, the AL East this year, whatever, three weeks, three weeks in, 25 games in, whatever it is, you would have told me I'm crazy. But here's the thing. You have to look at indicators. I say this all the time. I'll continue saying it because I believe in it. J.D. Martinez getting to view film, in essence, in the dugout is night and day for this ball club. Not just for J.D. Martinez, for this ball club. As his natural leadership abilities kind of lend to being able to see and break down what's going on almost pitch to pitch. This is a team, as a team, who leads the majors in batting average, in slug percentage, in extra base hits, and they've got 12 more doubles than the second-place team. I believe a lot of that is due to the teaching of J.D. Martinez 
through video. Now, this was legal in 2019. It was just illegal last year for whatever reason. They brought it back this year, and all of a sudden, Martinez is J.D. Martinez again. I love Alex Cora and what he does for that team. What a great rehire. <laughs> I, so, you know me, I'm always projecting this stuff out. He's at 337. He's got seven homers, 21 RBIs, 19 runs. Projects out over a full year. 50 homers. 134 runs and a 148 RBIs. Now, we all know he's probably not going to get that. That's fine. But my point is, there's a resurgence there. And we could point to something. So, in my mind, that's a real finite change that you can point a finger at and say, that's why this is happening. It's not as fluky that way. The Red Sox are for real, guys. The Blue Jays, the Yankees, the Rays, they're all going to have to kept catch up with them. They're not going away anytime soon. How about this one? The best one-two in a game is? How about Mike Trout and Shohei Otani? I'm drinking Uncle Nearest tonight, guys. Really good. This is one of my favorite bourbons. Um, if you haven't heard me tell the story, it's uh, it's really cool. Basically, um, Nathaniel Green was the guy's name. Um, used to distill bourbon in the mountains um, in Tennessee. And he was a young Jack Daniels was taken to him and he was instructed to listen to what Mr. Green said and he would learn to distill really good bourbon. Um, that young Jack Daniels um, obviously later became on to be, you know, one of the best bourbon manufacturers ever. But the great part about that is uncle nearest, um, is a African-American company. So Nathaniel Green was an African-American who taught Jack Daniels how to distill bourbon. And it's a good whiskey. That, that's first and foremost. So, back to Trout and Shohei. Mike Trout's having the best month of his career. Um, I'll say that again. All the Shohei fanfare, as justified as it is, Mike Trout's having the best month of his career. He's hitting 431. 538 OBP leads the majors. 815 slug leads the majors. 1.353 OPS leads the majors. Six homers, seven doubles, 15 runs, 14 RBIs. His baseball savant statistics 
are ridiculous. Exit velocity, 93rd percentile. Max exit velocity, 97th percentile. Hard hit percentage, 93rd percentile. X slug, 98th percentile. Sprint speed, 97th percentile. Barrel rate, 97th percentile. You get the point. Everything's at the top. He currently sits as a 29-year-old. Seventh place all-time in war. People don't understand wins above replacement is a measurable statistic all the way back in time since baseball was created. He's sixth all time. He's not 30 yet. Trevor Lawrence, first overall. By the end of this year, he should sit in the top three all time of war. What is it good for? Rogers Hornsby is a career war leader at 87.9. Mike Trout will shatter that career war record. That will be chased for decades to come. And then there's Shohei. What can't this dude do? Struggled the other night in the first inning pitching. He gave up four runs. I had to turn it off. I, I have him um, as a pitcher in one of my legs that, you know, you could change him back and forth by week. And I, I was devastated. I turned it on. You know, he's must-see TV, right? Um, but he just couldn't find it in the first inning. So I turned it off, turned another game on, turned it back a couple, you know, like half hour later, and he had just buzzed through the next four innings of ball. Um, he ended up finishing the night, got the, got it, got the first win, his first win of the year. Um, he struck out nine over five innings. He gave up, he gave up the four runs. That was it. He would score three runs and drive in two though. Um, you know, he's another guy. When you look at his baseball savant numbers, Shohei is in the red across the board, both in pitching and in hitting. Um, you know, it, it's pretty debatable where he's more valuable, especially in a weekly league. Um, you know, I, I feel like uh, he's one of those guys that he could hit 40 homers and steal 20 bases pretty easily if he could stay healthy for the full year. Um, but he he's a dominant pitcher. We haven't seen a good game out of Shohei yet on the mound. It's coming. Uh, he's he's still kind of finding his way there. So we'll see um, where he's more valuable. I, I think this time next year, though, we'll be talking about Shohei Otani as a first-round pick consensus, no doubt in my mind. All right, it's 830. Um, NFL draft night. Chaps Fantasy Chat. iLogic Media. Draft for Upside. If you like what you're hearing, go find my Facebook page, Chaps Fantasy Sports Group. Join it. Like it. Follow. 
ask questions, interact. I'm happy to get back to you. Love doing this. Um, it's it's fun. Tonight's a tough night, though. Tonight's a tough night because you know it, it's. I'll be interested to see um, what happens as these picks start coming through. At this point, it's just Trevor Lawrence. So um, stay tuned. So, I, again, last week I talked about – excuse me, two weeks ago I talked about a couple guys. Both of them really kind of panned out well. I'm going to give you about four guys now who um, could be in that same bucket, ready to take off. And, you know, the one thing about all these guys is that the huge upside, right? So last week it was David Peralta and it was um, Jesus Aguilar. Peralta is coming from the perspective of he's an established player, established hitter in this league. Um, he's hitting in the middle of the lineup that, you know, is going to score some runs. And, you know, he's just better than he's been playing. Um, Aguilar is coming from the perspective of he's just a good ball player. And he's found a fit where he doesn't have to fight for playing time. And, and this is kind of what we're looking with with all three of these guys, all four of these guys tonight. Um, it, it's just – Low, low risk, high upside. Worst case, worst case scenario, if you go pick up Willie Calhoun, you can drop him in a couple weeks. He's hitting leadoff for the Rangers, primarily DHing. He's terrible in the field, so that's good. Plus, it's another chance for him to get hurt. Um, he's not your prototypical leadoff hitter. He's certainly not fast, um, but what he is is a good hitter, and he's a disciplined hitter. He 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 has potential to hit 280, 35 homers. Still pretty young kid, but the Rangers like him, and he's going to stick at that leadoff hole. I think this is a year Willie Calhoun really finally puts it all together. Another guy I really like, just coming back off of injury, Tyler O'Neill. Six games since returning from injury, not including today, he's hitting 333 with three home runs. Expected to hit in the middle of a Pretty darn good St. Louis offense. And they need him. They need his offense. Talking about a guy, Zach Wilson of the Jets. Talking about a guy in Tyler O'Neill, who, again, like I said, has 40 Hummer potential. But the surprising thing, and I had to go check this. He's in the 99th percentile in sprint speed on baseball savant. That's elite speed he has. Now, I'm not sitting here telling you that he's going to steal 20 bases because he hasn't done that. So I can't sit there and prognosticate that. But what I can tell you is, as his confidence grows, there's a good possibility he could steal you a handful of bases, particularly later on in the year. 
he's only 25 years old. It feels like he's been up forever. This could be a really beneficial pickup for you. And it might not be someone you play. It might be someone that's on your bench that you might be able to flip into that position player that you really need to play in the infield or that pitcher to go down for the guy that got hurt. Tyler O'Neill is a valuable pickup right now. Kyle Lewis. Just six games he's played. He's hitting 136. Probably hasn't been dropped. But maybe you're in a league where you got an owner that just doesn't pay as much attention as he should. And he's got Kyle Lewis sitting on his bench. You might want to throw an offer out there with him as a kick-in. Talking about a kid who could hit 25 to 30 homers, steal 15 bags, give you plus average. Because he plays out in Seattle, everybody's forgotten about him. Last guy, and I'm going to jump off of here, guys. But this is the best for last. Anyone that's listened to me for the last three years, first off, you, you deserve an award. But second off, anyone that's listened to me knows that I'm a fan of Austin Riley. Austin Riley, after starting the season, hit 182 through his first 15 games, is now holding a 286 batting average on the year with three homers, 13 runs, and six RBIs. That 182 through the first 15 games also contained zero base hit, extra base hits, four runs, and one RBI. Since that day, through nine games, he's gone 12 for 26, three homers, two doubles, nine runs, and five RBIs. Here's the most impressive stat of all this. Six walks. That's a pace for 108 walks on the year, guys which is a market improvement. It's a huge difference. I've been saying this for three years, but I really do feel like Austin Riley is on the verge of a breakout season. You're talking about a 40-homer bat. Think Joey Gallo. If he could continue to hit in the 260s, I don't need him to hit 286. Give me 260. You're talking about a fifth, sixth-round pick next year. And he's out there. He's out there in a lot of formats. I've been wrong a lot in my life. I'm willing to be wrong on Austin Riley. I'm willing to give him the time he needs, just like, just like with Vladimir Guerrero. Everybody giving up on him. 
Don't give up on Riley. He's getting ready to come through. All right, guys. Look, sorry I'm going to cut a little short tonight. I am going to come back up and on some form or fashion with Randall and those guys to talk a little bit of draft tonight. Um, I'll give you my Steeler breakdown and a couple of the other high-level guys as we go on. But enjoy the NFL draft. Enjoy the baseball games. There's a lot of good baseball games this weekend coming up. Um, next Thursday, we'll be back to normal-ish, talking about, you know, just basically keep finding these diamonds in the rough. Until they, you know, as long as they're still working, we're still identifying these guys, we're going to keep doing it. So hope you enjoy the content. One more time, if you liked it, Chaps Fantasy Chat, Thursday nights at 8. iLogic Media is the source. Draft for Upside is the group. Chaps Fantasy Sports Group on Facebook. Thanks for joining me. See you guys next Thursday.